Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go, everybody. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We think Luke is with us. We have a little disconnect. In I'm here. Okay, Luke is back with us, and we're glad you're with us as well. Going to be talking to Travis Creel a little later in the show about fall baseball, about to bring. Uh, Head basketball coach Jay Ladner on the show. Quickly want to remind you about Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, proud supporters of Southern Miss basketball, baseball, and football, and a great place to take your family for dinner tonight. All right, head coach Jay Ladner back on the Eagle Hour. Lots to talk about, Coach. I, I do want to talk about the big event tomorrow night, but uh, yesterday, first day of uh, officially of basketball practice, and here's, here's I think, is the question that is on a lot of people's mind. How will this year's team differ from the team that had so much success and brought so much excitement back last year to Southern Miss basketball? Uh, I think that's a that's a, a great question. And uh, the big difference, well, you're going to see some similarity. The similarity you're going to see is the continuity that we have with returning Neftali Alvarez, Mo Arnold, of course, Austin Crowley. Uh, Kobe Montgomery, who was with us last year but didn't participate due to uh, academics. Uh, he's eligible now. Uh, Donovan Ivory, Victor Hart, uh, of course, Tate Ryder, Trey Alfonso. Those guys bring a lot of continuity and a lot of similarity, very familiar with our our style and system of play. But what you're going to see different, the biggest difference is not having, and gosh, I miss those guys, but Felipe Hase, DeAndre Pinckney, and what they brought in terms of their skill set. So we'll be a different type of team. Um, of course, bigger uh, uh, and, and very, very talented fours and fives. Uh, of course, those are the position that, that that's going to be the big, I think, X factor, big question mark to how successful this team will be. But uh, Victor Waco is, is, uh, is he, he'll be one of the better athletes in the Sunbelt Conference, a real sleek. Six seven forward, quick jump, strong, aggressive, um, much more athletic at those at, at that position, of course, than DeAndre was. And then at our five spot, of course, you'll have several players playing in there. But uh, uh, Victor Hart's probably the most similar, and of course, he Victor played some last year, showed really some flashes of brilliance. He's 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 matured a lot physically, mentally, and I and I think it's. Uh, of course, he's been around a while, so it's it's his time to step up. But 
uh, a young man, big seven footer, who I've been very pleased with, a young man named Tegra Ize, um, uh, a transfer from LaSalle, played at LaSalle University in Philadelphia, and um, really high basketball IQ. But what, what you don't have, and their skill set is not like DeAndre's and Felipe's, that basically were playing with extra guards out there that could really could play on the perimeter, shoot the three, really pass and handle the ball. Neither one of those guys are more are, have that type of skill set. So, with some minor tweaks in what we're doing offensively, but they they bring some things to the table that DeAndre and, and Felipe didn't. So we'll be a, we'll be different in those positions. So you're going to see a lot of similarity, but you're going to see some some change. We'll throw it into the post, probably a lot more into the low post uh, than we have. We'll, I, I, I think that we'll be stronger on the defensive and offensive glass. I think you'll see us. Uh, for instance, is a uh, lead. Uh, he played at he, he played at LaSalle as a freshman, and he played at Harcum Community College last year. He led the National Junior College uh, League in block shots and uh, averaged almost ten rebounds a game as well. So I think that you're going to see us be uh, have a more physical uh, presence on the defensive end. But a lot will be the same. You're going to still see the same intensity on defense. A lot of pressing. Uh, you'll see you'll see the ball and. Alvarez and, 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 of course, Crowley and Mo Arnold's hands a lot. And then there's a young man that we're – another, you talk about question marks, that we're kind of waiting on. You know, the rule is in the NCAA if a player has transferred before they have to sit out unless they have a unique situation. A young man named Andre Cabello, who very well could be one of the best players that's played here at USM in its history. And I know I'm, I'm reaching out there saying that, but he's, he's a, a, a special talent. Um, and it's had a really, really strong offseason, but we're waiting on a waiver uh, response from the NCAA before we know he's going to be eligible. If he's not eligible, he'll, of course, uh, have two years of eligibility after this year, which would be great considering that uh, Nefka, Alvarez, and Mo Arnold will be playing there last year. So that's kind of we'll, – you'll see a little bit – you'll see a lot of similarities, but you, uh, the style will be a little bit different on both ends. All right, before I get the guys in here, I do want to ask you about something quickly, too, that broke just night before last. That's this exhibition game uh, yes. in, in late October with Mississippi State. Being a guy that lived a long time in the Delta, I'm really grateful that you guys did this because I know I know what it means uh, for that tornado to have devastated Rolling Fork, uh, and I know how desperate uh, those people are for help. But how did this how did this come about, Coach? I think this is really exciting. Well, Bob, uh, you know, I think that that we, and I'm not saying Southern Miss, I think we do a great job of being conscious of our community. But I think I think we have a unique opportunity in 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 athletics to to help and serve other people. I think we're all called upon to serve others. I, I think that's why we're here. That's our uh, don't don't my Christian our our Christian mandate is to, to serve others. So I don't I don't mind uh, uh, sharing that. And um, so, of course, there was a great need. So when that hit last March, I, I got to thinking, you know, what in the world could we do uh, in South Mississippi? Of course, we've been through our own trials. And, you know, I, Hurricane Katrina and the, all the tornadoes that have struck us. And, of course, we need, we need help at times, too. But I know the Delta, uh, of course, it was very, very hard hit. And uh, but I, I thought to myself, what could we do? So there is a, a, a little use opportunity in the NCAA 
uh, in terms of scheduling that you can play a charity game. Of course, all the proceeds minus the cost of having to put on the event, uh, meaning the officials, uh, uh, every bit of the money goes to a, an approved charity. So the very first thing I did was I reached out to, to Mississippi State because that's someone that we have not had on our schedule. In fact, they have, we've played Mississippi State uh, after some research two times in the last 27 years. Coach Jans is a friend of mine. He's a new coach at Mississippi State. And I say new, this would be, of course, the second year. Uh, he we were we were actually beginning to trying to talk about playing a game a regular season game and when we couldn't work out the details of that um, I mentioned I said well coaches we can't do that would you be interested this is my idea about playing a charity game well of course he was all uh, thought that was a great idea and uh, even was willing to come to Hattiesburg to do it of course that's the first time since 90 96 the year that state went to the final four is the last time they played here and i was actually in attendance that game coach turk was still coaching and uh they we we uh, we should have beaten them uh we missed a one and one right there at the end of the game they tied it and went into overtime and they beat us in overtime and that was the state team that went to the final four so um we're excited about that it's for a great cause uh the the season tickets of course on a charity game you're not allowed to use uh, season tickets so you know all the tickets will be available for sale they're the same cost they would be for a normal game but the great thing about it is all the proceeds will go to uh the, the charity that will help uh, uh victims of the tornado in the mississippi delta so i'm excited i appreciate you bringing that up bob well tomorrow night coach a chance to raise some money and a chance to shake some hands and meet the golden eagle faithful you won't be in uniforms though you will be in tuxedos at the hattiesburg convention center i know there's a lot of talk about this should be a lot of fun fill in some blanks for us so and hopefully uh, y'all can make it out kelly talks of course bob hope you'll come as well as my guest the in luke luke too and uh uh foy's formals want to thank them for doing that you know we were part of, part of our job and I, i'll make this quick comment part of our job as coaches is to and, and, and so maybe a, a lost part uh but is to help educate our players and most of our players had never have have never been in a tuxedo and uh i'm very thankful to foy's formals here in town they're donating the tor- the tuxedos to our players so they're very excited about that live auction silent auction a meet the team event coach tim floyd is the uh, a long-time USM um, uh, person, you know, connected to USM anyway. Uh, his dad, Coach Lee Floyd, was a longtime coach here in the 50s and 60s. Um, just a great basketball figure nationally. He'll be our keynote speaker. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Dance team, cheerleaders, uh, players will be in tuxedos. There's a live and silent auction. There's a great crowd already, and it's not too late to come. You, you, and if, if you don't talk to anybody, you can still get tickets at the door and expecting a large crowd and a lot of excitement. And our goals are several. First of all is to, to raise spirit awareness uh, for our upcoming season. And second of all, maybe help us raise a few funds for some from needed projects. All right, we're talking head basketball coach Jay Ladner. A lot of, lot of activity. Basketball practices started. Big meet the team tomorrow night. More to talk to Coach Ladner about on the other side of the break. Get Luke involved as well. We'll be right back on the Super Talk Eagle Hour.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, Campus Book Mart sponsors this segment of the show. I was there this morning. Miss Kathleen has tickets for Saturday night's game to give away at Campus Book Mart. I saw to that. CampusBookMart.net, great place to buy all your Southern Miss apparel and never do business with a finer lady. I just texted to Luke and to Coach Ladner what could be the ugliest T-shirt Kelly's ever worn. And let me tell you, that's a hell of a statement when you're talking about Kelly's hand. So you're saying Miss Kathleen would not offer shirts like She's this? She's not going to ever sell a shirt. Luke was right. It looked like you bought it at a gas station. Actually, Joe Exotic. Well, it's from the Tiger King. and it's got I, I realize who it's from. Joe Kelly. Burrow on there I, I instead. Get, I get all that, Kelly. Uh, okay. It's still right. ugly. All right, Luke, get in here with Coach Ladner. Save me from Kelly's wardrobe. Coach, uh, I just want to say this. Uh, I apologize. I, I won't be able to come tomorrow night. We have a uh, – because we know how much you love junior colleges because of the <laughs> national championship at Jones. I'll be calling Jones football tomorrow night. We all so anyway, love junior Very college. nice. Very nice. Who, who do we play tomorrow night? At, at East Central. Yeah, he's a Bobcat. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. So just yeah. know just know how much you love junior college, and so that, that's where I'll be tomorrow night. And love um, John. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let, let's talk a little more. The schedule came out. I was out that day. But, you know, one thing I'm intrigued by is this, this MAC challenge with, with the Sun Belt, as well as, I mean, an opportunity to, uh, to go back and, you know, play UAB. I mean, this is a great non-conference schedule that the Eagles have this year. It really is, um, and, and I'm going to tell you, a sneaky good game for basketball people, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. They're a, they're a perennial NCAA tournament team. We've got them coming to Reed Green. Real similar, uh, last year we had Montana in. Um, those are really good basketball teams. That's basketball country, uh, and, and so that's another good one. Of course, as you mentioned, we get a chance to go to UAB. Uh, Ole Miss on the coast. Of course, we just, we've already discussed the Mississippi State, uh, charity game. That's exciting. Uh, there'll be a MAC game that we don't know which opponent. Uh, of course, what they do is they take the, basically the, the, the seeding from last year, the way that we finished, the way they finished. Akron was the at top of their league. So that's going to be a great game. Of course, that's on the road when we go to Akron, but there'll be a, a another, uh, they'll, they'll wait to see how the teams are kind of doing at the Christmas break and kind of reseed it a little bit, and we'll have a different MAC opponent coming to Hattiesburg in February. So, kind of, and that kind of breaks up conference play. We'll have a non-conference play there. I mean, a non-conference game there. But we do have a, 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 a very, very challenging schedule. I tell you, a tough game for us again that people may not realize. We go to University of Miss Wisconsin Milwaukee. Yeah. They were twenty-two and twelve last year, so it's. It's going to be a brutal non-conference schedule as usual, but uh, it, it, you know, our whole goal was to prepare us for league play and how tough that's going to be. And uh, I don't think you can get there by playing a soft schedule. And I don't think, even in back in our history, I don't think you could ever accuse Southern Miss uh, in any sport of yeah. playing playing weak schedules. Uh, as Joe Paul, our, our president, says, he, he likes to say, you know, our heritage is we punch above our weight and. Uh, and so, you know, we take great pride in that. And um, it's not easy, a very difficult time this year putting a schedule together. Um, and some of that has to do with last season's success, uh, that, that we just can't get people that normally wanted to play, you know, on the schedule. So uh, we, we do play a good inter-sectional inter, uh, schedule inside the country, but it's it's a great yeah. challenge. Good stuff. Um, the way that process everything's – you know football because it's just my what I relate to. You're, you're about a month out. 
how does the page turn now? Does it turn in October where you start saying, okay, this is like real preseason, we're dialing it in, we're, we're shaping it up? What's really the next three three weeks look for you? Yeah, like for it, you? it is. It just really takes it up another notch. You can be – of course, you cover all, you can cover a lot more. When you're limited to one hour a day, four days a week, you know, and, and you're trying to work on your, you know, of course, we're going to work on fundamentals every day. Feel just a strong believer in having a strong fundamental base, and we, we work hard on that. And, and when you when you make sure that you have skill development and 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 you, you get a good fundamental workout in, there's not a lot of time for team concepts. So there's just a big, much bigger focus over these next four weeks on, on team concepts, installing offenses and defenses. And, again, as we mentioned in the very first segment of this show, we do have a good bit of continuity back, and that just means so much to have our returning players. And you know, it it it, it, it's a, it just makes such a big difference. And um, but that's that's the next four weeks: conditioning, emphasis, a heavier in, emphasis on conditioning, a heavier emphasis on 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 team concepts as opposed to more individual concepts in the in the pre. Uh, start at practice. Coach Ladner, I want to go back to scheduling again, and you talked about how tough the schedule was, and we have not gotten to talk to you on the air specifically about the death of Denny Crum, who who you played against his Louisville teams, you know, when you were a player, and he was the really the first coach, and frankly, I thought was the first coach that could get away with making the statement that we are going to play good teams Regardless of what our record winds up being, we are going to play good teams because in March we will be rewarded for playing good teams when we play in the tournament. Your thoughts? I, I, I totally concur. I don't think you can get to the top by not playing and, and beating. There's, 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 there's two things. You, you can play a tough schedule. But, you know, at some point, and I, and I felt like we were at that point last year, we'd always played a tough schedule, but at some point you gotta, you got to be able to step out there and beat those teams too if you're going to climb the ladder and uh, get back to a point of national prominence. So, of course, that's our philosophy, and now there's, there's a lot of things go into that. We have to try to play some home games uh, for season ticket package purposes, and, and, of course, you don't want to be on the road for academic reasons your entire non-conference. Um, but there, there, there's an art to it, too, Kelly. There's an art to, to scheduling. There's an art to, uh, you know, trying to have enough relationships. And, and I, like, like, for instance, the Ole Miss game. That, that, that game is because Ole Miss finally agreed to play us and because our relationship with Chris Beard, which goes back to my southeastern Louisiana days, he, he saw the value in it for Ole Miss. He saw the value in it statewide. It was good. So, uh, yeah, but to answer your question in more succinct fashion, it, it, I think it's very important to play a tough schedule. Um, I've seen a lot of coaches play, for no other word, just an incredible cupcake of a schedule in the non-conference. They'll win 10 or 11 games or so forth in the non-conference against a weak schedule. Then they get to their conference play. And then they really struggle, and uh, so I'm not. I'm not sure that's the that's that's not that's not the way I think it needs to be done. As a as but, uh, a player, were were you in awe of Denny Crum? Yes, I really was. He was already a national uh, figure uh, by the time that we played. Of course, there were a lot of people in our league, the old Metro Conference. Kelly, would right. you and Bob very aware of it was. You know, there was a lot of characters in that league, and I mean, what a, what a great league that was. But you know, go just just growing up a boy that was just 
just infatuated with basketball and the figures in basketball, national basketball. Of course, Louisville already had a great tradition. Memphis had a great tradition. And to be able to go into Freedom Hall oh, yeah. you know, and, and play a Denny Crum team, they'd already won several national championships by the time. It was just a – it was a dream come true, and, and to, uh, yes, I think I was in awe. And then, of course, Memphis was the same thing. And uh, so it was it was a great – that was a great time back then. Of course, he, he was a great gentleman as well. He and Coach Turk, as you all remember, were really, really close, uh, very good friends. When they would come play here, of course, he would go – you know, they'd go fishing together. You know, I can't even imagine going fishing with one of my – uh, uh, somebody that we were about to play, but that's how close the friends Coach Turk and, and, and Coach Crum were. And Cincinnati was a great team back it's in that another, day. Yeah, absolutely. Bob I mean, Huggins, right? That's yeah, and, and Un- yeah, unbe- unbelievable. Dana, yeah. Dana Kirk was at Memphis. Larry Finch, you know, mm-hmm. was it? I mean, there were some. Electric City. But Kennedy, uh, yeah. Coach Kennedy down at uh, Florida State, you know, Florida DePaul, State. DePaul yeah. was in the league. I yeah. mean, yeah. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. yeah. With uh, Bimbo Coles. It, yeah. Bimbo Dale, Dale Curry, Steph Curry's dad was a great player. <laughs> you know, I mean that league was unbelievable. It yes. really was. Yeah. All right, coach. A minute left. Recap tomorrow night. Where it's going to be? When it's going to be? How people yep. can come enjoy it? Tomorrow night uh, at the Hattiesburg Convention Center. Uh, people can show up at the door. There is a VIP that, that if if anyone was inclined, a business out there. Uh, tables are for a thousand dollars. That includes food, drinks, the entertainment, and everything for eight. And then, of course, if someone wanted to come as an individual, the, the tickets are one hundred and twenty-five dollars or two fifty, of course, for a couple. Uh, you can get those at the door at this time because it's so close. You can get those at the door. So just show up at the convention center at five thirty or after the program itself with the cheerleader Southern Misses, the introduction of the players, Tim Floyd speaking, uh, and live music. Uh, Lloyd Munn and his group will be playing. Uh, that'll start at six thirty with and the meal. And uh, so all that's included. And, and again, looking forward to a great evening. It's that we've had an incredible response so far. Well, it's going to be we, fun. I'm coming. If Kelly comes, I will not let him wear the Joe Exotic t shirt, coach. I promise <laughs> I you. I looked that. at that picture during the break. Pretty ugly, huh? Pretty Kelly, bad. wear it. Wear it. That'd be funny. <laughs> Thanks, Don't coach. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him, Joe. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see you tomorrow right. night, Thank coach. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, coach. Joe, hey, Bob. Yeah, let's go ahead. We have, we have crazy. Good breaking news from football that we Good. can hit right after this break. Southern right. Miss football fans want to know this. All right. And we're also going to talk to Travis Creel, some baseball news that may come as a big surprise to some of you baseball fans. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, we want to thank basketball coach Jay Ladner. It's always fun having him on the show, and uh, we hope there's a great turnout tomorrow night for Meet the Basketball Team. And uh, we'll be there, some interviews uh, all next week uh, from the event tomorrow night. Uh, Very much looking forward to that. 
Also, looking forward to February. That's when baseball season starts back. Uh, fall ball is underway. Got uh, assistant coach Travis Creel on the Eagle Hour today. Coach, uh, well, before I get to some specific player questions, uh, what do you see in a lot of new faces on the field during fall baseball? But give us a quick summary. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, a ton of new faces. Obviously, uh, from the offensive standpoint, we lose you know six starters, um, and, then, and then much more than that too. So, a uh, ton of new guys, but it's been really good. We have some great old leadership out here, and a ton of energy, a ton of competition going on. So it's been a fun fall so far. Well, I know that there is a uh, there's some kind of noise. I'm not sure what that is. There's batting practice. Oh, is that what? Oh, that's that's the ball hitting yeah. the bat, isn't it? Well, that's good to hear. That's right. That's Carson Fato dropping bombs. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no wonder it was so loud. Uh, all right, Coach uh, Nick Monaster, really incredible talent. There's talk that uh, Nick may be moving to center field. Slade Wilkes may be moving to left field. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously Nick um, came in as a shortstop, ended up our second baseman last year. Right now we, we are having him out in center field. Um, he always has the capability of coming back in if need be, but, um, yeah, he looks like a he looks like a big leaguer out there. So he's tracking it down and, and making a bunch of plays and showing off his cannon of an arm, too. So he's been great. Uh, yeah, we got Slade uh, in the left, uh, along, you know, with some other guys as well. So there's a lot of moving around going on this fall because there's so much competition. Um, but yeah, Nick is Nick has been out there and he looks great. Yeah, he's quite a talent. I, I saw him in the opening scrimmage game make a, a circus catch. Can play second base, center field, hit home runs and pitch. Other than that, he's just not much use to the team. Is that correct, Coach? Yeah, yeah, and he's really fast and a great leader. He, <laughs> there's a, no, no box he doesn't check. So uh, what a great, great Southern Miss man in him. He can be one. You know, talk about for a long time. Let me tell you something real quick, Coach. I'll get the guys in here. We had Graham Crawford on the show after the season was over, and this was a kid that didn't really get to play at all last year. Man, his attitude. Kelly and I were just blown away with his attitude about why, you know, I'm the, I was the most important guy on the bench. Everything matters. I'm honored to be here. We're really right. pulling for Graham Crawford. How, how's he doing in fall baseball? He's doing great, man. He's doing great. we got five catchers on the roster. Um, I you know, I think if you ask Coach Oz right now, he said all, any, all five of them could probably win the job. So uh, it's wide open, but you're spot on with Graham. I mean, great kid. He's going to be successful in whatever he does in life. Uh, and he needs to go into sales because he's one of the best speakers I've ever been around. But, you know, everybody loves Graham. We love Graham. And like you said, I think we're all pulling for him as well. But he's doing great so far. He's actually dealing with a with a hand injury. He's going through it. Um, but he's playing through it right now. So he's kind of grinding him out. And we'll get it fixed after the fall. All right, Luke, get in here with uh, Coach Creel. Coach, uh, thanks so much for coming on. A, a guy that a lot of people, you know, hoping uh, that that recovers well. How is Chandler best? Because you were with him in the spring. How has he kind of battled back, and and how has his fall been so far? Yeah, well, he's uh, you know at a, a point in his throwing program where he's throwing bullpens. I think it's twice a week. Um, actually, this morning uh, I was out here on the field watching throw bullpen. He touched eighty-eight, which is the highest velocity he touched in the bag. So. He looks fantastic. He's on great track to, to probably throw to live hitters in November and be full go. But, man, he looks great. Um, so we're very excited about getting him back. One more guy that I'd like to ask you about, Ozzy Pratt came in from BYU. Of course, he's a Mississippi guy. He, he went out west but but come back. And that's a guy that has a lot of experience. And, you know, some of these guys that come in with the transfer, you know, they you, you got to get the chemistry right, you know, making sure that, that everybody right. on the team accepts them and, you know, they accept their, their place on the team as well. Tell us about Ozzy. 
Yeah, I think, you know, to preface that, you know, we, we try to do a ton of homework on the human, especially when we're talking about portal kids, because you're right. Uh, if we get the wrong ones in here, it can kind of, can kind of mess things up. But Ozzy's a, Ozzy's a baseball lifer. His dad owns a facility in North Mississippi. He's been around baseball in the cage every day since he was five years old. You know, he's a gamer. He's a ball player. Um, so far, he's looked fantastic at shortstop. And so is a uh, freshman Seth Smith out of Mobile. They are battling out for the shortstop spot and, uh, Obviously, losing Vic uh, was a, a huge blow. One of the best players to ever play here. But uh, if you could, you know, if you asked me, uh, you know, a couple months ago, where we'd be at shortstop, and I got to see this. I, I'm feeling much better than I than I was. I'll tell you that we have two pretty good options there. Coach Creel, when you when you send guys out to play summer ball, you know, there are some mm-hmm. things that you want to get accomplished in their stints wherever they are in summer ball. Now right. that the guys are back in the nest. Mission accomplished with all the guys that you had playing summer ball? Yeah, I think so. You know, with, with, from the hitting standpoint, guys who redshirted or didn't get many at-bats last year uh, go off and get, you know, 150, 200 at-bats. And, you know, one that I'm watching here right now, uh, Tucker Stockman, he's a redshirt professional catcher uh, from North Alabama. And, um, you know, uh, great character kid, really hard worker, wasn't ready physically last year. He went off this summer, got about 150 at-bats, and, and, and looks fantastic right now. So, Summer ball can be very important, uh, no doubt, and uh, you know I think probably four or five of our guys are reaping the benefits of it right now. I, I know the junior college system has has allowed beginning this year with an expanded fall, with actually getting to play more games in the fall. Right. Is the same true in the NCAA? No, same fall system uh, for ours. We get um, basically a six week period uh, fall baseball. Um, so uh, honestly. The recruiting thing, the recruiting windows closed. Uh, we used to get four weeks. Uh, now we only get three. Um, so, honestly, our calendar has gotten smaller. Um, but from the baseball standpoint, uh, you know, us being on the field with our guys, nothing's changed. All right, Coach, there are a lot of new players on, on the team, and sometimes it takes teams a while to develop a chemistry and a camaraderie. I would think fall baseball helps that. What is your view from the aspect of uh, introducing so many new kids to the program? Yeah, I think the fall helps that, but also I think great leadership helps that. And that's something that we're fortunate to have. Slade uh, Wilkes uh, couldn't ask for a better leader, better human. Chandler Best, who we mentioned earlier. Nika Mazza has been in this program for a while. Coach Tepeto, great leader. Nick Bonasteri is only you know, 19 years old, but great leadership qualities. So I think those guys, that core group of guys, can really uh, help bring the team together, and they've done a great job doing that. But yeah, some new faces, but man, I'm telling you, their uh, talent's not the talent's not the issue. We got to get these guys ready to play in the game, but uh, we really feel uh, like we got some talented kids out here. Uh, yeah, Graham told us when he was on the show that um, there were some super talented kids on the team that nobody knew about because they couldn't break into the lineup last year, but that we were going to be really happy with what we saw this year. You confer with that? Yeah, I agree. Um, not just guys that run the program, but some, some pieces that we've added as well. I know, um, I think we've talked about Davis Gillespie before, but he looks fantastic. And, uh, we have a transfer from, from Valpo, second baseman Nolan Tucker, who, uh, I think he's had 17 at bats this fall. He's got on base 11 of them. So he's an on base machine and, uh, just a scrapper, ball player. Um, you know, guy I'm watching hit right now, Braden Luke. Uh, He's old Miss transfer. We got him last January. He's taking huge strides as well. He's competing for the first base job with Matthew Russo. So there's a lot of really healthy competition going on right now with some good players. It's, it's really fun because since I've been here, 
um, you know, we we kind of, I mean, you know, last year's team we had we had eight three year starters um, pretty much. So um, there's not been a ton of competition in the fall, and um, while that's a good feeling of, of comfort knowing, okay, we're, we're experienced. It's also it gets uh, it gets a little tiresome, but this fall we got a, a really good group of competition going on, and it's been fun to watch. Well, Coach, what, uh, go ahead, Luke. No, go ahead, Bob. I was just going to say real quickly, one thing that hasn't changed, uh, I decided to buy one of those jerseys that uh, you're raising money for the dugout club. And when I was trying to decide which jersey to buy, it was unanimous among the women in my life. It had to be a Danny Lynch jersey. So tell the new coach that I did I did succumb to their wishes and uh, and bought one of his jerseys. I will certainly tell him that. He's uh... He's in my doghouse right now because his arm hurts from telling BP, so I'm having to throw a little more than I like to. But I'll uh, I'll certainly tell him. All right, um, get in here. Tra- Travis, uh, any any leaks about what Oz is going to dress up for for Halloween? It's important news. Yeah, that's a great question, and he's trying to keep it a secret. But, I mean, it's got to be a Wizard of Oz character, right? I mean, yeah. there's no way around it. Got Absolutely. Right. Um, but I have not been told. I will, I will be honest with you. I have not been told, but I would assume – we're going, uh, you know, original Wizard of Oz theme. Hmm. Sounds good. Last question: Did you see Walner hit that ball nine thousand feet last night? I did. I don't believe the track man. It's at four sixty three. There's no way. There's no way that ball only went four hundred sixty three feet. But uh, what a great ambassador for our program! I'm so excited to watch him in the playoffs. It's gonna be really cool. And you know, he still lives on down the coast and comes around a ton and uh, learns a lot. Our guys learn a lot from him. So, uh, man, I love Matt Walner. Yeah. I, I actually heard that Coach Oz might be dressing up as a Senator Menendez gold bar. Is that... <laughs> no. No? No, strictly. Strictly the Wizard of Oz. Okay. No question. Yeah, I think maybe the Wizard. How about you, Travis? You know, my wife usually tells me, um, you know, usually I got three boys. We usually try to coordinate a little bit. But this year, they're all, they're all getting old enough. They're all on a different thing. So uh, it's all different this year. I'm not sure what it's going to be. All right, Travis. Good to have you on the show. Keep working them guys out. We can't wait for baseball season. All right, scrimmage Saturday and Sunday. Y'all come out and see us. There we go. Travis Creel, everybody. Assistant baseball coach, recruiting coordinator for the beloved Golden Eagle baseball program. We'll be right back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Wednesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Um, I wonder what it would sound like at DBAT if Carson Pato was hitting the baseball like he did in that previous segment. Well, it was loud in my earphones. I know that. Uh, yeah, I think Travis turned away a little bit because it was it was uh, it was really loud. Anyway, DBAT D one on Hardy Street, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bank Court Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Southern Miss. 
um, getting several academic awards for from the Sunbelt Conference. The commissioner's list means you have a 3.5 GPA or better over the last year, 108. Count them, 108. Southern Miss athletes, student athletes, um, with a 3.5 or better. 11 of those with a 3.8 or better. 70 also on the academic honor roll. Great job by our student athletes. Great job yesterday by Momoko Ando, junior golfer. She finished with her third straight round under par. Lady Eagles finished seventh in the Ram Classic, hosted by Colorado State. Ando finished sixth overall, guys, set a new program, 54-hole record with a 207. Eight strokes better than um, than her personal record, four strokes better than the program record. So a great job by Momoko Ando, junior golfer. Lady Eagles next week will head out to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, for the Dale McManera Invitational. Now, right. Luke, Luke, wasn't Momoko Ando, wasn't that a Star Wars character? Not the person that no, saved. she is a junior golfer for the University of Southern Mississippi who just had, uh, set a program record. I thought it was Ando that like like rescued uh, Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt. Lando Carizian. Oh, you, yeah. Oh, you, Lando, not Ando. God, I can't believe y'all know this. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Big news. Teased it in the second segment. Um, I saw it from Dima Mixon right after practice. Andrew Abity has an article up on Pine Belt Sports. Here it is, guys. Every Hobbis practice today. Hey, guys, every Hobbis possibly available this weekend against Texas State. Unbelievable. I thought he was done for the year. He talked after practice today and uh, was thanking Todd McCall, of course, the doctors. And this was the quote. I went to the doctor on Monday, and he said that he had to go back and look at my old heart monitor to see if there was actually anything going on. He didn't see anything uh, on it. So to me, that's Avery Hobbes, to me that was nothing to do with me or nothing to do with anybody else but the Lord. I got the heart monitor off on Friday. I have had it on for 46 days, and my number is 46. So I believe this was all the plan uh, for this week. So. Every Hobbes practice today, guys. That's that's pretty amazing. Do we have the Mormon Tabernacle Choir queued up there, Bob? Uh, I, I think Michael, that, Michael's not here. Uh, I, I could probably <laughs> screw things up really badly if I tried so, to. So, coming waves, right? That's a project. Cavallo back. Bozeman back. Hobbes. I'm going to say this potentially available. I mean, actually, I just, I, I don't, I'm, I'm measuring that. I want him and his body to be right before he steps back on the field, but apparently. You know, he's got some kind of clearing, uh, according to what's being reported. Well, you'd, you'd think... It, you'd, That's not it, is it? No, no. Although he is a bad boy. He is a bad boy. In a good way. In a good way. You know. But but you would... You, reason would dictate, though, Luke, it would take him maybe a week or so, just to, at least a week or so, to physically get back in condition and shape. Is that reasonable? I don't... I mean, I, I can't speak to it. I just... Yeah. You know, he's, he's back, and whatever that means. I, I would think... Again, to your point, I would think that... You know, uh, if he if he were to step out there this weekend, it might be on a special teams phase, or it might be you know just to get back. But I, I would think he's got to practice. Well, let me say point. we're happy for him. We want what's best for him, and uh, we want what's best for his health and uh, his future. And we'll get a we'll get a deeper dive into the lineup of uh, Texas State tomorrow when we get uh, talking with a uh, very tall quarterback. Yeah, their play by play guy is going to join us tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. so he'll he'll be on the show. To talk about uh, Bobcat football, Brent Freeman, absolutely. Yeah. Talk about T.J. Finley, and 
I'll tell you what, I, I dove a little more into their their coaching staff yesterday. Of course, Kenny comes from the Malzahn Chad Morris tree. Uh, he actually played at Tulsa under Gus Malzahn. Uh, but what's interesting, their defensive coordinator, Jonathan, I think it's Pat Key, he was at Mississippi State under Manny Diaz as a GA in 2015, then went to Miami when Diaz was the D.C. under Mark Rick and stayed at Miami when Diaz was the head coach. So, you know, both sides of the ball on this Texas State team, some pretty good pretty good football trees there, no and we'll talk more about Brent tomorrow. So, Kelly, in all seriousness, did you pay anything for that shirt? It was a gift, I hope. It was a gift. Was it? Did you thank the person that gave it to you? My son gave me that for Christmas. Did he? So, yeah, he's a Bengals fan as well, which a lot of people think I should be taken into you know custody for child mm-hmm. abuse you mm-hmm. know, because I made – well, I didn't make my son a Bengal fan, but you know how that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids tend to – Bob, you, you, you are – Keep looking at this shirt. You want one. I know Joe you do. Joe Exotic. Man, do I ever. Do I ever. Hey, we're on a roll now. We've won one in a row. You have. And almost lost that at the end. But other than that, <laughs> you're on a roll. That's right, baby. I still don't <laughs> see how Bob Look. likes those uniforms. I just can't do it. Oh, the white ones? Oh, yeah. The white ones are gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. No, the white helmets is what got me. I mean, it looked like an albino bingle. He likes that white bengal helmet. It's just the Southern Miss white helmets he doesn't like. Yeah, we'll call a little heat about that, but uh, <laughs> It's too hot. Uh, no, no, Bob. No, no, Bob. You, you <laughs> caught heat. It's about football. That. It's not too hot. I remember Jeff Bauer would dress you guys in solid black from head to toe. It'd be ninety degrees. I remember one time on TV he said, "We just want Tulane to know we're tougher than they are." That's white it. hats, anti-white hats. Bob Getty. There we go. Tomorrow at one o'clock. Southern Miss to the to top. The top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.